0: This week, the NASDAQ stock market composite index traded at nearly its all-time high. Wait a minute, aren't 40 million Americans out of work? And isn't there a global pandemic and widespread social unrest over racial inequity? Yet technology company stocks keep rising. Why? In this edition of FinTech Friday, the power of technology. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on June 5th, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlinks. It's great to be with you. You would be forgiven for thinking that I misspoke in the introduction to the show. But yes, it's true. The NASDAQ composite, composed of some of the largest technology stocks, is nearly at its all-time high. How can this be true when the U.S. economy and the global economy have been on lockdown for several months? The answer is that advanced technology companies are able to deliver economic value even when the economy is standing still or going backwards, as it is now. They do this in many ways, but one of the key ways is by disrupting existing business models and often by using data in new and innovative ways. Our guest today is the CEO of Dosh. And just like the name suggests, Dosh enables consumers to get cool and unique goods at a custom price tailored for that consumer, even in a down economy when consumer spending has slowed. The company created an app that puts money back into the pockets of consumers and businesses alike using breakthrough data, and technology to eliminate wasted spending. Ryan Wirch is the CEO and founder of DOSH, and their investors include a number of the leading investors in fintech, as well as some of the most notable payment companies. For example, PayPal is on their investor list. We'll talk about card-linked offer technology, how the company is using data to enable consumers to buy, and to buy more, even in a down economy. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Sylvia. I believe I'm speaking to you in the great state of Texas, Austin. Is that right? That is correct. What are things like in Austin right now?
1: Well, we have uh, begun reopening um, the state. I would say um, here in Austin in particular, we have now moved to um, 50% capacity uh, at restaurants and are seeing the majority of businesses opening back up. Uh, Life is starting to get back. Um, Normal's probably too aspirational of a word, but uh, we're definitely able to experience going out again. And uh, this past weekend, in fact, able to take my wife out for a date night. I'm one of the first ones we've been able to go out in a very long time.
0: That's exciting. You know, we've seen a lot of companies focusing on using card link offers to target the right consumer at the right time with the right cash back discount. How does DOSH think about this one-to-one personalization and using data to drive that right offer that surprises and delights the consumer because it's exactly what they want?
1: Well, many marketing platforms today are leveraging you know, various data points to serve content that feels relevant. Um, the challenge is, is that data sources being used in some scenarios can be relatively weak signals to purchase intent, You know ultimately being outdated, no longer relevant. And where DOSH is different and is for a number of reasons. First of all, we move away from what traditional and digital advertising provides of impressions and clicks to form behavioral intent um, to what CLO, transaction-based advertising provides is transactions and location data to ultimately know definitively true behavior. There's nothing more important than having um, where somebody spends their money and how they spend it and when they spend it and how much they spend from, uh, from very weak signals of, we think they're going to buy something or go someplace. You know, I was speaking at a university in California, um, before the pandemic and it was all around data and the perforation of data. And my, my statement to, uh, there's people from different parts of social media that were actually in the in the crowd and i said something a little bit controversial and was every one of us wakes up every single morning before we go to our jobs and we all wake up as the exact same thing we wake up as consumers and every day we as consumers individually are having our data monetized by somebody else our entire focus around data our data lake and getting to true one-to-one personalization and for the very first time, enable the consumer to monetize the data for themselves to where they're the ones benefiting. And that's ultimately how we have woven our personalization, um, being extremely focused on the right targeting, the right segmentation. So our consumers win every day. And if our consumers are winning and getting cash back, it means that our primary customer um, today, which is a merchant is ultimately winning because they're seeing higher, higher ROI, return on ad spend and higher lift.
0: You know, let's drill down on that question around data. You know, you mentioned social media companies and you know a lot of the social media companies like Facebook and even search companies like Google, they're seeing a really high level of consumer engagement because we're all at home and we're connecting through our digital devices instead of in person. But at the same time, they're seeing a really significant pullback in terms of advertising uh, dollars uh, from merchants and other advertisers. And part of the reason for that is, of course, that it's tough to really tell whether the advertising money you spend on these platforms actually produces sales. I'd just love to get your opinion. Part of the data that you guys collect is payments data to target offers and attribute offers, why do you think payments data is maybe more useful or more valuable than other types of data we see being used in commerce, like on these social media platforms?
1: First of all, it's it's pure. You know, I may today be on Facebook or Instagram or Google searching for something or liking something. It doesn't ultimately mean that that's my true behavior and what I'm going to spend my money on. Ultimately, transaction data is surfacing the critical signals of relevancy, such as location for in-store, um, frequency of purchase, category of purchase, and so on. You know, This is the strongest. Payment data is the strongest signal to ensure the merchant offer is actually being presented to the most appropriate audience based on their marketing goals. And so when a merchant or brand is engaging with our platform, whether it be a Walmart or it happens to be a Costco. They're able to apply you know, their budget, their millions of dollars of budget against a specific audience and somebody that they're really wanting to target that they believe um, meets their own marketing goals and objectives and ultimately ROI objectives that they have for their companies. Something that a click or an impression can't do. We shouldn't be showing you other things that you've never bought before. And that payment data actually provides that opportunity to create great benefit for the consumer. If you think about that every day, how do we create the best experience? How do we bring the right offer to our users every day, ultimately then benefiting the merchants to be able them to many times, spend less money on advertising, but at the same time producing higher revenues, higher margin and ultimately higher profitability, while at the same time their very customers feeling more connected to that brand
0: than ever before. And during this pandemic, uh, a lot of consumers have become much more price sensitive and they're like watching what they spend their money on. and And we just have new data out today that says consumers are actually saving more and keeping more cash on hand in their bank account. This past week, we had large retailers like Nordstrom saying they've just reported a 40% sales decline. How does DOSH help merchants find the right customers so that they, instead of saving or reducing spending, they're actually opening up their wallets and and buying more? Well, I I feel more than
1: ever when you think about card-linked offers today, transaction-based advertising, um, this is the very best way of merchants and consumers being brought together. You know, CLO um, is the way to help consumers right now. while brands and retailers have experienced a decline in sales, I mean, just like the uh, numbers you gave around Nordstrom's, the reality is that in a consumer driven recession with unemployment at an all time high today, the things that are going to get consumer spending again is cash. And that's ultimately what Cardlink offers provides. The way we feel is if merchants can prioritize CLO as a major part of their reopening strategy to spark trust, loyalty, spending, we really believe they're going to be the ones that lead the way.
0: I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about um, your company more specifically instead of just the industry. You're obviously a leading card-linked offer company. You've been uh, really successful, DOSH has, in terms of raising tens of millions of dollars. But what's actually even more interesting than the fact that you've raised a lot of capital is your investor list. Um, And your investor list includes companies like PayPal, which we don't think of as a card company, right? They're a mobile wallet company and enable mobile and online payments primarily. Why did PayPal invest in DOSH, a card linked offer company?
1: You know, PayPal has been you know, number one, um, just such an incredible partner of ours since they first invested in our Series A, which was a $45 million Series A in early 2018. And then again, in our $40 million Series B, which was at the beginning of 2019. And as you think about PayPal, PayPal is leading payments company in the world. I mean, with hundreds of millions of users, when you think about PayPal and also Venmo, which is a part of PayPal, you know, you have one of the very best, fastest-growing payments companies in the world. You know, our whole platform is all built around engaging merchants and consumers together. And so, one of the early theses um, that we had, as well as PayPal, is, you know, could our platform enable daily engagement, moving from just a utility of people sending money or receiving money? How do you now? create a rewards environment with cash, cash cashback, CLO, to where when somebody goes and shops, they get a surprise and delight moment, a wow moment. So for us, our relationship with PayPal and Venmo and continuing to expand every day, um, it is all about creating great benefit for their users, at the same time, tremendous benefit for the merchants that are also a part of the PayPal Venmo ecosystem.
0: The way digital advertising works and the way payments works is really changing and you were mentioning that in your response to the prior question. And so if I could ask you to sort of think about, you know, the balance of 2020 and next year, what do you think some of the most significant changes that you expect happening in the way digital advertising and payments are are working? Well, I think, you know, we're going to continue to see new innovation
1: advertising in general is going to need to work harder than ever before for marketers Um, and that ultimately means that marketing spend and attribution is going to be more scrutinized um, against every campaign more than ever before because everyone's dollars are so important
0: um,
1: and making sure that they're operating as great stewards of their companies their brands and making sure every dollar in fact brings a consumer to them and makes those dollars being spent create a true roi you know and this is where i believe clo card linked offers transaction-based advertising is going to have its moment more than ever before to break through the highly cluttered ad landscape that we've seen in the past um, as a solution for marketers to leverage the most Um, payments are going to to see more and more contactless solutions, very similar to uh, PayPal and and showing their their CEO major push they're making in QRC um, at a moment in time where they've been historically, majority of their business has been related to online. And so not only is there gonna be the contactless solutions and digital wallet experiences surfacing to address public health and safety concerns, um, shifting dollars from traditional and digital advertising into this environment I feel is going to be by the end of 2020 and definitely going into 2021, one of the biggest things we are going to see for advertisers and marketers to get the level of engagement with consumers that they're ultimately looking for
0: really exciting and um, you know you were sharing with me off air that um, the merchants are really reopening their in-store and um, that's creating opportunity for folks like PayPal but but also the merchants themselves and all sorts of payment platforms so it's really exciting to hear what's happening in Austin in terms of reopening and you even mentioned that uh, you got had a chance to go out on a date with your wife this weekend so my wife listens in occasionally to the podcast so <laughs> I'm gonna try to figure out how to make that happened myself this weekend. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Thanks for the tip, Ryan. Hey, it was a real pleasure speaking with you. And I look forward to being in touch again soon, Ryan. Silvio, thank you so much. Uh, that's Ryan Wirch, the CEO and founder of DOSH. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the role of high tech in social unrest. This past week has seen social unrest on a scale that we have rarely seen before in the U.S. Starting in Minneapolis-St. Paul, protesters last week started a global movement denouncing the brutal murder of George Floyd at the hands of police. Soon, protests broke out all over the U.S. and even across the world to places as far as Paris, France, and Luxembourg. Little noticed is the important role that technology has played in sparking and enabling the social movement for racial justice. After all, this movement for Black justice has come at a most improbable time, right in the middle of a global pandemic. However, because of technology, including smartphones that videotaped the original Floyd murder, and social media platforms, including Facebook Live, that quickly disseminated the shocking images, to body cameras that were worn by the police officers and created footage that ultimately led to criminal charges for all four officers involved. High tech has been right at the center of the story. And in fact, you could say that but for technology, we wouldn't have actually had the story and seen the truth. What we can learn from that observation and today's podcast is that technology used well can deliver hugely positive impact, even during a very negative time. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, talk to you next week. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.